Hello everyone, welcome back to the episode 5 and in this episode we have Anupama Shivacharya who is also India's first female calisthenics coach. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode and get to know about her. So hi Anupama, how are you? How is everything? It's been good. I'm just uh, keeping busy with work and workouts and travel for now. Uh, so that's been keeping my days full. What yes, I saw that you were... Uh, it's good with me. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, going good, training, uh, work. Right. And I just came back uh, home. And I think even you just came back to the town today morning. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, just got back. Yes. So you, uh, I saw your stories, your posts, mm-hmm. surfing. Mm-hmm. It was good to see. Thank you so much. I got a couple of inquiries from uh, calisthenics athletes. I think uh, Chirag reached out to me today. He said he wanted to start surfing. So I had a conversation wow. with him just before uh, the podcast. Uh, we, you know, we started recording. That's nice. Even uh, I am thinking, but my work <laughs> life is not allowing me to go through. I know. Whenever you're ready, you can hit me up. <laughs> so I'll give yes, you all yes, the information. Definitely. I don't know how do you manage coaching, <laughs> having being a journalist at Times of India, if I'm not wrong. Yes, yes. That's mm. like amazing, <laughs> you know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Anupama, don't mind asking me, uh, can mm. I know how old are you? I am 28 years old. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. And mm. where are you from? I am uh, from Bangalore, but growing up, I moved across uh, India. So I grew up in a lot of villages. I grew up in a, a lot of smaller towns, which allowed me to be, I think, physically active, moving, running, just playing with animals, etc. So I am lucky that way. But I've lived in Bangalore the longest now. It's been about 15, 15 years. And how was your experience in small towns? It was good. I loved it. I mean, like I said, there's so much activity there, you know. There's freedom, there is open verandas and, uh, you know, uh, just you can move and walk and run and you're always monkeying around, you know, you're hanging from some place. So, I think that's a good thing. When you're in a smaller town, you learn about nature, you learn about um, physical movement even before you know what it is. Yes, I agree because uh, even whenever I get holidays, I make sure to go to the farmhouse. Mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. it's same like there, uh, yeah. like small town, it's good yeah. fun. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes maybe no networks. Sometimes tornadoes will be coming, heavy rains. It's just okay. amazing to stay in these weathers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I completely agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when did you start your calisthenics journey and why? Um. Well. Calisthenics started in um, 2019 Jan. I originally wanted to be a parkour athlete. So I reached out to this uh, facility called Kios Factory in Bangalore and I wanted to start learning parkour. But then this facility is about 35 kilometers away from my home. And uh, because of that, I couldn't, you know, access it very easily. I could only go over the weekends. Uh, and what happened was the owner of the facility, his name is Delson, uh, who's also a parkour coach. He had a competition called Chaos 18 in uh, December 2018, where he said, Anupama, why don't you come and take part in the competition? You like, It's okay if you're not on the level of fitness that everybody is, but at least come and take part. 
and i was there at chaos 18 and uh, i got to witness i think a uh, um, couple of people like suhail and hema and uh, beast aslam all performing so well and i think they all took took home the trophy uh, first place that day in their in their individual events so that was really i mean like i i was so inspired by seeing hema do that uh, you know uh, pull up uh, what is that anchor uh, this one the v shaped uh, monkey bar kind of a thing the way she did yes yes the way she did it so fast so swift so strong i was like oh my god i need to and i couldn't do a single pull up then Uh, December 2018. So I was like, I reached out to Hema and I was like, uh, Hey, where do you practice? And she was like, We practice in a park. And until then, I had never heard of anybody working out in a park uh, because you know everyone works out either in the gym or a facility, right? And I yes. was intrigued. I was like, What is this? Like, who works out in a park? Like, it's like usually the uncles and you know the older generation yes, 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 yes. <laughs> see in the park, right? Yeah, and then I reached out to uh, calisthenics bees, and uh, I tried to hang out more in the park and learn from them. Uh, that's when I think Suhail, uh, you know, saw me struggling in the park, trying to do a pull up, and he offered to coach me. And he was like, uh, "Why don't I? Why, if you want to learn pull up so bad, I will coach you. Can you come to the park every day?" And so that's when I started, Jan 2019. I started my uh, calisthenics in that year. So, and yeah. look at what you came through now. <laughs> I know it's. I never, never imagined that it would be. It would be such a big part of my life. And I'm, I'm all about calisthenics now. It's so much yes. calisthenics. <laughs> also, yeah. if you are listening to this podcast, let me also tell you a, a spoiler that in episode one of season two, where Hema spoke about doing that jungle gym. Mm-hmm. Where that what you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. She told a story like it's interesting. She mm-hmm. was seeing uh, lots of dudes trying to do that, mm-hmm. and uh, sh- uh, and uh, uh, she was like very confident that she'll be able to do. But she was also nervous because this was her very very first time. And Ashwin, Aslam, me, Ashwin, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like most of this piece, Kalisans, these people uh, motivated her mm-hmm. to go and do it, and mm-hmm. she killed it. Can you yes. believe that? Even she, she told me, yeah, yeah, she did like better than most of the dudes over there. Definitely, definitely. I the way she did it, it she made it look so easy. I was like, one day I'm, I'm, I want to be there. You know, I want to be so strong to be able to move my body like that. And I think um, just watching this calisthenics beast and uh, this bunch that was there, and then uh, everybody who was a part of uh, CB then. Really, really inspired me a lot. Yes, yes. Like I just cannot believe uh, in a flick of like it's been two years. Like it's gonna be three years starting. Three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I just feel like it was the last month. I know. <laughs> well, the lockdown last two years don't yes. count. <laughs> yeah, the lockdown years. Yeah, I'm not counting that in my age too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like you have came so far. Like mm. it's been almost like twelve. 24 36 months 30 35 months yeah what motivated you to become coach um i think well from 6 months after i started uh, training uh, uh, you know in calisthenics uh, the calisthenics nationals happened 
I was July 2019. I remember June, July 2019, and uh, I, I wasn't preparing for the competition per se but you know uh, I remember Suhail telling me hey listen the competition is going to happen why don't you take part in it and I was like I don't know if I'm strong enough and he's like you know just take part you never know and I placed second in the endurance category uh, I remember so after that I wasn't sure what to do with that right I mean I had this much strength I had this much progress and I had this title and I was like what do I do with this now like what do I do with this journey right and that is also when I remember you could count the number of women who could do pull-ups okay uh, like not many maybe five or six that I actually knew maybe more women could do it but they ha- weren't you know so open about it in, on social media and uh, a lot of women spoke to me a lot of people spoke to me and they were like hey you should you know can you teach me can you help me get on get started with calisthenics can you help me get started with my fitness journey and uh, I wasn't certified then and I did not come from a background of biology so I felt very uncomfortable coaching anybody with with that that much knowledge right so that's the main reason I decided to do a certification and become a coach so, uh, so that I can bring calisthenics to not only like the next generation of women uh, but also the older generation our fathers our, our parents uh, our grandparents because calisthenics is so ideal for them body weight is so ideal from them right there's a lesser chance of injury with simple simpler movements like planks squats if done if done right right when compared to weights i feel and for any injury that somebody goes through always body weight is the first thing that's recommended and uh, all of these things got me thinking and i was like okay let me do something with all this journey that i've had obviously it must mean something if I've come this far. So that is the reason I became a coach. But like, what does it mean to be a good coach? And what is your take on the certification? Well, um, I think what separates a good coach from any other coach is uh, the fact that they care for their client, right? The fact that they care about the client's uh, say fat loss or the client's uh, journey through a pull-up or a journey through a handstand or a headstand um, recently I think uh, so many of my clients have uh, learned headstands from me and every time one of them unlocks a move every time uh, somebody gets their first push-up or first headstand or first pull-up the joy is my joy as well it's my accomplishment as well and it's not that I made them do it it's just that I feel like I did it all over again right and I think that kind of care is what separates a good coach from you know any other coach because knowledge and experience is something that anybody can bring to the table they just have to study they just have to work in a certain industry for a couple of years and that is there right you don't have to strive much for it but truly caring for a for your students or clients is what separates a good coach from like a not so great coach I feel and uh, with for your second question i think uh, you asked me what is your take on certifications yes um certifications well i am not somebody who believes that you need to have a formal education in something to be an expert in it but i i personally vouch for certifications because it opens up avenues with the right people in case you want to work in a gym or in case you want to work with somebody new 
right they do not know anything about how much of an expert you are so a certification is something that is on your resume or is on your brand that like you know this person is certified to do that this person has the knowledge to do it right so i think that is very important and in case you want to as an athlete or a coach uh, more so as a coach as a coach if you want to sign up with you know big sport brands like nike or adidas or even the smaller upcoming indian brands um it's so much easier for the people working in those brands to choose you as an ambassador right so it opens up a lot of avenues that way as as opposed to somebody who doesn't have a certification right so uh, given i mean the public will always i think uh, choose somebody who's certified more more than somebody who's not certified because there's that brand right so brand value uh, that is that is the reason i think that that's where i stand on certifications it's necessary but depends on your goals what do you want to be you just want to teach people but you if you want to reach a bigger bigger crowd through other brands by influencing and stuff certification is most necessary i think uh indeed uh this is really really important to know people because there are some people mm-hmm. uh, i mean there is no hard feelings or i'm not just pointing out to anybody mm-hmm. but i have seen somewhere like they just know uh mm. do Australian pull-ups for pull-ups mm. do uh, pull-up shrugs pull-ups mm. negative pull-up all this mm. but they don't know what exact muscle is hitting mm. what mm. movement is happening how range of motion is happening mm. how to train the younger generation of the client or the older generation like you Correct. said above exactly. 40 so mm-hmm. i would say like even i agree with this a certification really helps in understanding mm. uh, the biology part of mm. it like anatomy part of it which is really mm-hmm. important to understand the human movement happening yeah exactly exactly i agree i agree especially if it's a uh, you know the older generation the younger generation it's okay you train them raw you know you they fall break something you know they'll always recover but the older generation you walk it they walk and they get a hamstring pull you know so it's <laughs> yeah. hard, <laughs> hard to you need to be like really careful and uh, uh, knowledgeable about to handle the older generation so that's important i I don't know if would if it would uh give mm-hmm. the perfect example but what I feel is like being certified mm-hmm. is like you are handling a newborn baby mm-hmm. who, and you are the expert like a grandma who yeah. knows how to handle the baby it's like we <laughs> are certified and we know how to handle a oldest person in calisthenics yes yes I yes. think it would be a, I think it was a good example right <laughs> it was a good analogy yes definitely yeah. although so, i want to again reinforce that somebody who is not certified doesn't mean that they're not knowledgeable there are many many coaches i know who are not certified at all and they're extremely knowledgeable but it is it depends entirely on the coach's goal what they want to be so it it's it it is either like this or that you know yes hmm Also Anupama tell me like have you uh, ever been into any other sports uh, apart from calisthenics parkour surfing um, well yeah surfing is quite recent um parkour i never got a chance to learn it much i just know the basic rolls and you know uh, how to land with low impact but i never got a chance to work on it much uh, some day hopefully um right now uh, along with surfing i'm trying to learn football 
and there's a community called Sisters in Sweat which teaches women how to play a sport even if they are completely beginner even if they are uh, they've never played sport in their life so on learning how to play football just recreationally um and uh, back in school and college i used to play volleyball at a university level um so that uh and i think i used to play uh, chess which was non non physical uh, sport uh, in school again at a university level school and college those have been the sports i have been involved in until now mostly also have you ever uh, stepped into a conventional gym well i did i did step into like this old school gym you know the whole bench press and uh, you know all of those machines uh i signed up for a month i went for 15 days um yeah that was the end of it <laughs> yeah yeah i just couldn't do it i felt like it was it was not right for me it, i found it extremely boring to you know work out by myself and just one person just coming and checking in once in a while and just like you know saying hey do burpees and then goes away you know they're not checking for the form they're not checking if i'm doing it right uh so yeah it was i found it boring but i think uh, it depends on people whether if they like that form of workouts it's great for them <laughs> yes so like also it doesn't mean for you but who yeah. inspires you the most and in what way um i think uh, this is one of the questions that kind of made me think kostup when uh, i received the questions um to be honest there is no particular person or one thing that inspires me all right like i said see i saw hema in chaos factory i saw suhail and b saslam in chaos factory they inspired me enough to take up calisthenics right and then i met my colleague uh roshni at times of india she writes so beautifully that she inspires me to be a better writer or there's a book called atomic habits which i read um which is all about how to form habits and you know i learned so much from that book it inspired me enough to change my habits for the better so i take my inspiration from everybody around me like surfers i was there this weekend i watched them surf it's just so beautiful so smoothly done right swimmers surfers people anybody who's passionate about something i think that is what inspires me a lot anybody who's passionate whether it's food fitness lifestyle beauty whatever it is i think anything that's passionate always inspires me you like you are literally a kind of fluid person where you take inspiration from each and every place yes. like that's really amazing you know thank Because you so at, much <laughs> at times taking inspirations from once mm-hmm. so, sorry kostub i can you repeat that i'm not sure if i understood that right uh tell me yeah uh so what is your biggest challenge with regards to coaching all right um okay i think this is a question that uh got me like cracking up the most because i don't know if you'll agree with me but the biggest challenge for me with regards to coaching is uh regulating the protein intake with my clients it's just such a hard job to get them to you know in, increase their protein intake and there are so many myths and uh, um, wrong info in 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 the world presently in the, on the web right it's so hard for them to like so hard for me to convince them to eat more protein or take a supplement 
they're all afraid that they'll get kidney stones or they'll have health issues and you know supplement as a word has such a taboo right so i think that remains my biggest issue and it's the most frustrating because when nutrition is not right it's hard to get results with my clients right it's the car doesn't run without a fuel whether it's a mercedes or a maruti 800 so <laughs> the fuel is important and getting my clients and students to understand that especially somebody who is uh, new to fitness right um, it it is a big challenge and uh, i think uh, so many of my clients are vegetarians they're vegans that is another huge challenge Uh, people would rather eat processed food and you know they eat chips lays whatever but taking a scoop of whey or taking a scoop of uh, vegan protein they feel like they are consuming processed food then i like it's just my opinion i also sometimes don't understand why these people are because i have trained so many people and mm-hmm. i'll tell you Mm-hmm. I will tell you, Anupama. There were few people, and this is not targeting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There were few people in this, uh, and there are many people mm-hmm. who smokes, who drinks, mm-hmm. and even while they seeing the picture on the packet, mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, smoking causes cancer, drinking causes uh, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, all these yeah. things. But yeah. still they, but still they uh, take it, drink yeah. it without even thinking the consequences. Consequences, yeah. but still why? when it comes to protein just go with what people say what others say and not just do our own research but i think we really need to work on this into changing people's yes. mind mm-hmm. as coaches i think we need to talk more about this and get them to understand i think we need to also research about how exactly it's made so that we can tell clients that listen this is how it's extracted it's not chemicals there is nothing artificial that's added to this you know it's just is just made from milk or peas or brown rice and it's completely safe to consume so i think we need to bring that in and for non vegetarians it's obviously very easy to get their protein intake through natural sources but for vegetarians it become, becomes a huge issue so yeah we need to work on that i completely agree with you also what i saw mm-hmm. i see i keep seeing and i'm definitely going to keep seeing mm-hmm. is uh, Uh, I mean, what, what what was I saying? Like uh, people mm-hmm. confuse themselves with that protein. If, if I take protein now and mm-hmm. if I leave the gym, mm-hmm. I will start gaining weight. It is not like that. If yeah. you leave the gym, mm-hmm. you will never gain up or lose your muscles. It's only because your diet, your mm-hmm. eating habit changes. Yes, exactly. Your lifestyle changes. That is not because of protein, but people put that blame on Papa protein. <laughs> <laughs> Papa protein. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah. That is yeah. Uh, actually. Yeah, we need to also spread awareness on okay. this. That it is not lifestyle changes. People changes. They started taking their health or very uh, lightly, and they start eating junk foods, and they'll be like. Oh, I did four weeks of gym. I did. I got good results. I used to take this protein, but I left, and I see how I became now with ten inch of tummy coming out. Right, right. It's just calories in and calories out. I think uh, they need to. We need to. We also need to speak more about nutrition. I think some coaches do, some coaches don't. Yes, yes, we yes, yes. Speak more and get our clients and students aware about what exactly happens in the body and how it works. so that is essential 
yeah that's true anyway uh, mm-hmm. coming moving further mm-hmm. uh, have you gotten into any calisthenics competition well yes uh, my first competition was chaos factory in december 2018 calisthenics um and uh, well i didn't i couldn't finish the endurance round there so i got stuck in uh, parallel bar dips i had never done dips in my life so you know i got stuck there and uh, then i think 6 months later uh, the calisthenics nationals happened um so uh, there was an endurance category and the strength category that i took part in um in the endurance category i placed second uh, runner up uh, prior to that uh, there was something called reebok unrest in 2018 i think september october where uh, this was completely you know elements of functional training like lifting uh, you know lifting kettlebells swinging kettlebells lifting the barbells barbell uh, push presses etc so there i i was one of the fine crossfit challenge finalists so these have been the competitions that i've taken part in until now and then the pandemic hit so that was the last wow yeah <laughs> that's that's amazing i remember you winning at the nationals right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah also uh, besides calisthenics what are the other things you do mm i, I do you mean as a as as a source of income or like for work or otherwise yes anything like both ways both okay for work i mean uh, i work as a freelance uh, journalist lifestyle journalist where i primarily write about food food travel and fitness because that is that is where i've had the most experience in and um, i also take up content projects for websites uh, for apps for emailers etc and uh, apart from that i work as a calisthenics coach um so that is what i do for work um for for uh, recreationally uh, you give me anything new i am down for it i will sign up you tell me hey this is new do you want to try it i'll be like yes i want to try it like i want to try as many new things as possible so i think i recently heard about uh, this sport called pickleball so um pickleball uh, even i was surprised like pickle as in achar the same pickle yes yeah <laughs> pickleball is apparently like a smaller version of tennis where the court is half the size approximately and you don't have to move around as much but it's the same as tennis so i'm kind of looking up on the sport to see like where it's played in bangalore and there is actually a community that plays it so that's the, this one um apart from that i go on a lot of treks i work as a trek lead with a company called monks on wheels um and i do treks on the weekend um, i go cycling climbing any physical activity is okay if there's a new restaurant in town i go try the food and the you know bangalore is known for its breweries so we have some really good beers here so you know once in a while when i'm on um, i'm on a break from my workouts i go indulge in a couple you know few beers so yeah, that is that's pretty much what i do i think wow that's that interesting you know yeah yeah so as you said uh, previously like before starting your journey in the endurance that's and what basics did you use to work in sports and how long did it take you well uh, before i started calisthenics i had already uh, started functional training for about a year 
okay so i had really good coaches for functional training and what happened is even though i started from scratch uh, i already knew a lot of the calisthenics movements without knowing that they are actually a part of calisthenics like your basic basic uh, push ups squats uh, planks and uh, all of these even though there was barbells dumbbells and kettlebells involved uh, my coaches kind of got me solid on this and th- this happened without intention right i never started with an intention saying okay some day i want to do calisthenics so i'm training for that i was just like okay i'm eating too much i need to get fitter i need to get more agile i want to be able to move easily and that is the reason i started with functional training uh, so that was about a year uh with calisthenics specifically when i started uh push ups i could always do push ups so that wasn't a big deal for me uh but i think i got i got my first dips in about 10 days of starting and uh, i got my first pull up one month into calisthenics so it, i think all the credit goes to uh suhail who was my calisthenics coach and uh, sam and praveen who were my functional coaches i think all of them played a big role in uh, making this happen faster with the right knowledge so yes a uh, coach makes uh, the distance very short and yes. in a move and helps you move very smart yes yes exactly exactly you don't have to you don't have to do the trial and error method when you have a coach and that yes, is very important yeah yeah so what is your favorite calisthenics moment hmm very like how can i answer it <laughs> I mean I see if I'm into calisthenics so much I love all moments of calisthenics um but I think I keep going back to the three basics the most right it's push pull squat like any day even when I'm coaching my clients I don't make them do 10 different moves I just make them do squats a hundred times like you know not in the same session but often they end up doing at least 45 50 easily you know um and they start with knee pain they start with oh i can't go all the way down and all of that and by the end of 2 3 weeks they are doing a good amount of squats in the right way or a good amount of uh, australian pulls or uh, you know inclined push ups so these will always be the basics that i'll focus on uh, for myself as well as for my clients and i think from there from these moments you can pick up on anything within within a short amount of time when you have the strength the skill is very easy to train so you know uh these will always remain my three favorite moments oh, that's amazing also so anupama uh, what is your mm-hmm. key secret for mastering pull ups dips and pistol squats um all right i think uh two things that have worked for me is um i have personally never had a date that i should unlock this move in a certain time right so it has helped me take off the pressure that you know that i would have probably put it on myself if i had put a timeline on it right and i think that that really made a difference because i've seen a lot of people unnecessarily pressure themselves into you know pushing themselves harder and getting themselves injured and uh, i think one of the other common words that we see come up often is consistency right when when you say consistency people often mistake that they have to turn up at for a workout whether they've had 4 hours of sleep or whether they have had no sleep or without taking any breaks and that is what 
slows down their progress right it's that's what like you know gets them on a path towards an injury people don't understand that consistency doesn't mean that you shouldn't take breaks so i take a lot of breaks like obviously planned breaks in between my goal if i'm training for say a muscle up now i will be working for working on it for say 3 weeks then i take a break for a one week a deload a good deload from my diet from my workout and then i start again and then again go go for it until i feel like i'm too exhausted or tired and then again i go for a deload and i think that is really the key to uh, unlocking any move no matter what move it is and it gets you on the this one faster as well okay okay yeah that that's actually right mm-hmm. so like how, how did how many weeks did it take your, you to work on yourself to compete at the national championship well um we started i started training in calisthenics in jan 2019 and uh, nationals was uh, july july 2019 so until june 2019 we were just i my goal was to just uh, i joined calisthenics with the goal of just achieving one pull up right and then it, we just kept working on the basic elements that is the pull ups push ups dips uh etc and uh, i think we trained for trained for the nationals for one month specifically uh when we understood the routine the endurance routine that i had to go through then we started the specific training along with timing etc etc so yeah about a month or so so what struggle uh, did you face during the preparation for national i think my struggles uh struggles Uh, I'm not sure if people relate to this because uh, what happened to me was I had a full-time job uh, with Times uh, Times of India and I lived in the outskirts which is Yalahanka and uh, these guys trained at the park which is about uh, 15 20 kilometers away from my home so I had to go wake up in the morning go for my functional training for legs uh, go do that wrap up go to office finish the work and then change in the office rush to the park work out there till like 8 o'clock and then go back home and like crash so i think my this one was balancing all of this it was pretty hectic what i had made for myself right so along with the functional training in the morning and the this one in the evening this and the other job also which i had with uh, monks on wheels as a uh, trek lead so on the weekends i would go for treks so i didn't probably didn't have to make it this hard for myself but somehow it just happened because i wasn't expecting calisthenics to be such a big part of this one so while training for nationals all of these came into picture in fact i remember um, uh, me going on a trek one week before the uh, before the nationals we went to the western ghats uh so and again just one day before uh, i competed also of course i was there doing my job at times times of india so that was my struggle to be honest just too much on my plate and managing all of it oh my goodness like why why boxer for track lead and then competing for national championship oh. yeah yeah i mean the job though i couldn't let go obviously that was yes. yeah yeah um, but, but yeah <laughs> the track track bit wasn't wasn't as necessary i guess Uh, now that i look back probably, probably was younger i had more energy i had uh, more enthusiasm and patience to go through this entire thing and not tire out also so that's it wow. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Oh. It's like 14 hours. But I'm just yeah. like, why even you're preparing for nationals? Don't yeah. mind for me asking you this question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why did you not give a thought of not working out or taking a break from uh functional training no because i mean see uh functional training so i only went to the gym went to jamal park to train my upper body okay 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 yeah okay. yeah so i train my lower body in the mornings and uh, my upper body in this one it wouldn't be the same muscles or the same movements but yeah. it would be you know a low body i i did a lot of uh, what do you say deadlifts and squats kettlebell squats etc etc which which helped me unlock i think i unlocked my pistol squats in a week whoa yeah for for chaos factory i remember so i would practice in the bathroom i would practice any in the office bathroom i would go to the bathroom hold the door frame do my pistol squat struggle <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my I, god. Every time any time I felt like I do only one rep. I kept doing kept doing and in one week I could do five. Chaos factory needed I think the routine said five pistol squats I could do five pistol squats in the week oh, like <laughs> That's amazing, okay? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's probably the, the only part. time I think that's the only time I put a timeline on my uh, like my move this one unlocking a move. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, but functional training helped a lot it helped a lot to uh, come from there to here it that's why i think i didn't want to let go of functional training i didn't overtrain it's just that you know i had good coaches there so i didn't want to stop training there for lower yes, body yes, 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 yes. yeah yeah uh, so like did you follow any diet uh, throughout the training um not particularly i mean indian diet is pretty carb and fat heavy right so yeah Uh, because of this much movement i wasn't paying any attention to my carbs i was like whatever i'm consuming is fueling whatever i'm doing uh, but i did focus a lot on my protein intake um, i tried to research read study more about on protein intake and i had a uh, what do you say a supplement a vegan supplement that i took um, as a part of this one and I, i my meat consumption was pretty heavy So yeah that was the one thing I just ensured that my protein intake was good because everything else was being taken care of all the other micronutrients and everything was taken care of, care of as a part of my diet already so that's the only thing I took but obviously that is not the best way I think it's easier to you know uh have a good nutritionist on your uh, on your side when you're competing in the nationals or the world championships yes definitely Also, like, how was your experience of winning uh, the nationals and competing? Also, oh, it was, it was, it was lovely. I had so much fun. Uh, you know, I remember, I remember Suhail saying, uh, "Don't do it as fast as you're doing the Australian pull-ups." So he's like, you know, pace it out. You will get gassed out. You know, uh, see what works for you, etc. But at that moment, I was like, I really like, I had that, you know. In, intensity to do the australian pull-ups and the squats really fast and my dips were slow because it was a newer movement when compared to uh, you know these two movements so i i just went and had fun with it man like it was it was an amazing experience and uh, i remember i think uh, one of the anchors i was just sitting on this somewhere close to the stage so one of the anchors was uh, holding you know those fillers they have in between the competitions 
like uh, do 10 squats quickly and then we'll give you some goodie etc uh, they were having some fillers then and uh, one of the anchors was like why don't you take part in the push up uh, filler and win yourself a goodie i was like no i'm competing and he was so shocked he was like you're competing i was like okay do i not look like i'm strong enough <laughs> but then yeah then like i went went and won the this one so that was nice just you know telling myself that yeah i may not look it but you know i can do this so it it was really fun man i had so much fun at the competition i was a little nervous but i remember my event specifically getting postponed so much in the day it was supposed to happen at 2 but it happened at 5:30 pm 5:30 or 6 and so that's by the time really stressful and time yes yes and uh, by the time the event happened like there was no nervousness left there was just like okay I'm like start no <laughs> let's get done with it <laughs> so that i think uh, that was yeah i was there then so it was nice i had so much fun you know if i could go back and do it i would go back and do it 10 more times wow that's so. that's really amazing you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like uh, do you have any uh, did you have any coaches or did you design your own workout at the nationals uh for nationals suhel suhel pasha coached me um i think he is running those guys now it's called yes. his community is called those guys back then he was a part of calisthenics piece uh so suhel pasha was my coach for the nationals and for functional training uh, the uh, the coaches names are praveen and samuel suresh so those two guys took care of my uh, this one lower body for the nationals again right and uh, presently i i am training with uh, dhairya from fitnat corner he's pretty popular with calisthenics athletes he's a physiotherapist actually but uh, he's amazing the kind of knowledge that he has um, just over every session dhairya and i end up speaking we start the session at 11 am the talk goes on till 11:45 then we train for 20 minutes and we end the session so that's how the coaching sessions with dhairya happen so presently i'm coaching under dhairya uh, but i'm not competing i'm not is not for any competition i'm just training as to continue progressing so yeah that's that also i remember uh, mm-hmm. in, in the national competition there was an exercise called rowing mm-hmm. i could see many girls were not aware of what rowing is and how to do that also yes. do you remember that Were you yes, aware of rowing? Oh uh, well, I had like we were told. I mean, I was told that there will be rowing because I think they released uh, the routine a week uh, the, before yeah. this one. So then, I mean, we tried to. I tried to go to the gym and practice and try and understand what it was and stuff. But I hadn't rowed before, so I think that is also one of the places where I, towards the end I was getting a little exhausted because you know it was I think one kilometer rowing. Yes, thousand right? meters. Yeah, yeah, thousand meters. So yes, I, I, I think a lot of the others had never tried it before. The other co- competitors, right? Um, so yeah, I remember that. That was new, and it was not calisthenics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, maybe yeah. yeah. Also, uh, how do you plan your workout as of today? Um, now because I'm coaching and I'm training under uh, Dr. Dhairya. we set a goal all right and we do not put a timeline on it all right like dhairya 
so i wanted to unlock my uh, muscle up my ring muscle up right and uh, we're presently training for that so there i was like first you need to unlock your ring dip and he was like okay let's start with ring hold and i was like uh, he's like let's train this for about you know 15 20 days and then progress to doing negatives and i was like dairy i think i can do a ring dip and i never done it <laughs> until then but you know something in my head said i could do it and uh, i could just do it you know immediately and there is like okay fine that cut short <laughs> the this one but then pull ups pull ups have been a real real struggle for me i think going past a certain number of pull ups it has been a real struggle so pull up practice has been going ever since i started with dairy which is like the first lockdown right so it's i think um, my our way of uh, working towards a goal is we set the goal and then we work towards it we have not more than 2 to 3 goals and we work towards it without any pressure i take my breaks i go surf i go eat there is consistency i'm not saying there's no consistency there's definitely consistency every every single day right but it it is not there's no pressure of unlocking a certain moment if it happens immediately great if it doesn't it's okay it's a process you know we are all good at some things and we're not good at some things so you know that is the process presently yes 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 so uh, do you have any uh, youtube channel where you teach or record uh, your workout and... um mhm yeah uh, presently no no youtube channel i mean whatever whatever i do in my life i think turns up on instagram <laughs> it's it's a it's a way of uh, it's my way of uh, telling my friends what i've been up to i think it's very hard to uh, reach out to every single one of them and catch up with them so they see stuff and when we catch up you know that's what happens but uh, no no youtube channel all my workouts are on uh, what do you say instagram and i usually don't put, put out workout routines because i believe that everybody's body is different see like i said the first time i like tried a ring dip i got it that doesn't mean that somebody who tries it for the first time will get it they might end in, end up injuring themselves right now if i say do this 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 you'll get it some it might make fee, make somebody feel like you know oh i can't do it or oh, i can do it i'm better than that person or oh i can't do it i'm you know not as great as this person so i don't like putting out routines because i i prefer telling them if somebody comes to me for help i tell them okay i uh, see what is your this one how strong are you and then we decide and then i give them a routine but i prefer not to put out routines so whatever i work out though but my journey is always up on instagram so yeah cool. like what movement or skills are you practicing right now uh like i said earlier i'm working on my ring muscle up uh working on unlocking that that is the only goal for now because uh, my other goal is i uh, my body type is such that i gain fat if i go without movement or if i do less movement so i have to keep you know moving i can't just work on strength i will immediately start gaining the kilos um so we are working on just building general endurance for all my surfing hiking all of these things and one other goal that's the ring muscle up we are not doing anything else specifically working on that only uh so where do you see yourself in 5 to 10 years doing calisthenics i think i see myself having a lot of fun uh, in terms of my personal journey i want to be able to do learn any movement quickly or if somebody throws a new sport at me or like uh, like they say i didn't know how to swim but if 
somebody teaches me i should be able to quickly learn it and i think calisthenics and workouts in general have done that for me right i'm e- easily able to pick up things uh so personally i want to continue being there i don't want to let go of the level of fitness that i'm at and uh, i think professionally i want to be able to train more women upcoming women athletes i re- would really like to see more women stronger not simply to take part in championships or anything but for the sake of their health you know women go through so many like especially during their periods so many women go through cramps and pains and mood swings and most of it can is can, like most of it almost all of it can be rectified with just a good amount of protein intake and movement right so i want to be able to do that for women younger women and i want to be able to do that for older women who are going through menopause and that uh, age and older people in general i want to be able to help more people uh, more than uh, this one i know a lot of coaches are um, focusing on like athletes who are younger and stuff but i want to focus on more on the older generation and the younger generation which is not my generation basically so yeah yes because we get to when we focus on these people we get to learn a lot of things you know mhm mhm no totally of course yeah. we do we do and training training somebody who's healthy is the easiest thing ever train yeah, somebody we... with 10 health conditions and five injuries that is when you truly learn you research so much like uh, i had a client who was uh, who had a condition where she couldn't consume weight Mm-hmm. and she couldn't consume legumes either which means that took out whey protein from the picture and that mm-hmm. took out uh, pea protein from the picture she couldn't eat soy she couldn't eat peas no legumes no moong nothing right and i was at my wits end as to how to get her protein intake high and she is vegetarian right so okay no she is not veg- she is not uh, vegetarian she is non vegetarian but she can't eat meat also because it makes her system uh, you know bloated and nauseated etc so then i had to like research so much and i had to finally zero in on hemp protein for her which didn't cause her any trouble so now she is on hemp protein as a supplement and it is making amazing amazing changes in her body the kind of strength she has she walks everywhere uh, she doesn't have pains uh, she is getting fitter she can squat hundreds hundreds of squats easily you know uh, earlier she had a knee pain with one or two squats and uh, this is somebody who is 35 years old so yeah. yeah yeah so i think i want to be able to like this you learn so much from the people who are ch- who are challenges for you i think yes so. this is really really inspiring you know yeah <laughs> thank you thank you so much also like what is your key secret to being so consistent doing calisthenics and other other things um i think this this something i've spoken in one of the earlier questions also taking breaks i i mean breaks are a must people think hustling is the way to be successful it's not you don't have to work 16 hours and then sleep 3 hours and then come work out that will just kill your body and your system right they need like you heard my uh, what do you say you 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 were like oh my god the schedule that you had during the nationals was crazy but the schedule that i had just before and just after were breaks you know so those breaks are extremely necessary for you to be consistent for you to be uh, i think uh, for you to progress 
and i i think i more people need to take a small break every now and then from their work from their workouts from whatever it is that they're doing every day mhm so yeah yeah that that that's uh, really uh mhm it's like so there are some people who will be like so consistent doing calisthenics mm. but i think after listening to your side of story i really loved it mm-hmm. and i would honestly like i'm definitely going on a break <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you should you, yes yes and i am telling you anupama you should really be glad for, because you helped me a lot i'm i'm glad yes kosto that's really sweet thank you for letting me know Yes, 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 yes. Also, like, what is your favorite way to train in a group or alone? Ah, uh, always a group. You know, group. when uh, the lockdown started, and I got my certification, that is when I realized I hated working out. <laughs> like, I hated working out. What I loved was the community. Like, even with my functional training, I had people around me who were like, we were competing together. We were like pushing each other. We were cheering for each other. and even in the park it was all everybody comes together works out talks and i think that sense of belonging is why i picked up calisthenics right it's the sense of belonging is why i picked up working out or sports or trekking or surfing uh, at the end of the day i don't go to surf i actually go because i feel welcomed and loved there in the surfing community or in the trekking community and in the calisthenics community so you know uh, group workouts are always my thing i don't think i'm designed to be like working out alone i don't like it at all and yeah i know a lot of people like to work out alone but to each their own yes yes also what are your thoughts on the growing scene of calisthenics in india and also between women um well i think you know we our generation and you me and we cali athletes and coaches are at the brim like calisthenics is just booming in india you know it's like how crossfit first came in and it became a huge thing and there were crossfit boxes everywhere we are at the beginning we are going to be the wave that brings in calisthenics to everybody it's going to be on everybody's lips it's going to be hugely popular and i think it already is because of the lockdown everyone is forced to do no equipment workouts right and most people already know what calisthenics is and um, it's going to grow but i think um, right now it is seen as something that only somebody who's already strong can do right like your human flag or back levers and front levers but calisthenics is not just that it is as simple as a plank right it's as as complicated as a handstand push up or handstand clap push ups it can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be so i want to get i want to get uh, you know like i said previously the younger generation the older folks all of them into calisthenics because it's very easy for them to quickly pick that up and also with regards to women uh, you know i think in india there's still a lot of women who don't step into the gym because they're shy or because their husbands don't let them or because their fathers or mothers don't let them out or they get conscious wearing workout clothes they would rather prefer to work out at home in the comfort of their home right for them i think buying equipment like doing a you know chest press if you want to progress you can only progress in a chest press with with the, as many variations right and then you have to go for higher weight 
but with a push up there's inclined push up and you can keep decreasing the incline to make it decline until you reach a handstand you can start from wall and you can go to a handstand push ups so i think for women especially it is going to be really really uh, adaptable and i would be able to bring calisthenics to these these folks more uh, so like you what would your best advice would be for the ladies out there who are really giving a thought of getting into calisthenics but are little scared nervous mm. and do not have a proper guidance um i think what this is the message that i want to put out to not just women i think for everyone out there that um this is a line that i remember from harry potter right uh, where dumbledore dumbledore tells harry potter help is always given at hogwarts for those who ask for it right and mm. i want to say that again and change it a bit and say help is always given to those who ask in the cali community right so i want women and people in general anybody to reach out to coaches if if one coach doesn't respond somebody else will respond like somebody will respond right uh, we love helping out people like as humans we love helping out people nobody will say no so i think women and upcoming athletes and people you need to ask for help you need to reach out and say hey what can i do where can i learn how can i be this how can i be certified how can i be a coach and uh, when you receive help and support it's very easy to overcome because you know as a woman i have already been there where i couldn't do a single clap push up i couldn't do a single uh, pull up or you know there was a time when i struggled to lift a certain weight etc so the struggle we all start as beginners and i think uh, people need to ask for help more they that is very important yes 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 so anupama what is your suggestion for the ladies who are also giving a thought of uh, becoming a full time calisthenics coach mm-hmm. um I, i don't know about a suggestion but ladies if you're listening to this we don't have enough women coaches please become a coach please get knowledgeable start training more women you know uh we need to support each other we need to uplift each other we need to be friends with each other and you know help everybody we need to help each other because i think as women it's a common tendency to trust trust another woman easily right so that is what happens and uh, just just ask ask i mean there were like two three ladies who reached out to me after the certification asked me how how can i become a coach and i was like thank you like thank you for asking you know we need to help each other out we need to and not just to you know for women empowerment or anything like for women everything even though periods period cramps mood swings all of that is so high right when compared to men we can help each other not have that so why not why not help more women out right so we definitely need more lady coaches we need more female coaches helping each other out and uh, just if you ever need any help with the certification or anything like that reach out to me i'm always available i might reply a day late or two days late worst case but i will always reply okay so yeah reach out to me and yep that's really really sweet of you and helping the community grow even bigger Yes, I hope so. I hope so. I hope I can do for other people what my coaches did for me without expecting absolutely anything in return. 
all of them yes. all of them have been so nice so i want to be able to do that for other people as well also uh, would you like to say anything for the ladies out there who are a little insecure mm-hmm. if they should start calisthenics or not um i don't know i mean uh, i'm not sure how to answer this question i think uh, if i hear from the ladies about why they're feeling insecure i mean see it's up to us coaches also to make calisthenics more accessible see i understand that you know um doing a you know doing a handstand or doing fancy things like you know a back lever is will get more views and more reach but that also makes people feel like they can't do it ever right so we need to as coaches we need to start having more conversations about around with people that calisthenics is not fancy and inaccessible calisthenics is any movement with body weight and then i think when you show the women that they can start from scratch uh, they'll definitely sign up so we as women athletes i think uh, it is the responsibility of women athletes to push other women to get into calisthenics more and same goes for you know uh, all the genders all the genders out there movement is for everybody yes yes also like uh, what is your experience being a female calisthenics athlete and a coach ladies please listen to this out it is really important and i'm sure that this will definitely help you out um my experience with the cali community has been uh, mostly extremely positive again like i said help was always given uh, sometimes i never asked they just saw me struggling and people poured into help they were like anupama come we'll teach you this anupama come we'll teach you that okay we'll learn okay or this one so it has almost always been there and like when i reached out to help i was never refused nobody ever said i'm busy i can't help right they came and helped me out in whatever small way they can right so um it is and en- almost entirely positive and you know it's not going to be so tough getting into calisthenics as a coach or as an athlete uh, i think a couple of things i'd like to see changed is that i think there are no women judges in the competition competitions even for women's events endurance events or uh, this one i'd like to see more of the, there are so many of us who are like cali athletes for like 2 3 years at least now right who've been doing calisthenics for a while ever since we got to know about calisthenics i'd like yes. to see more women there i'd like to see more women as coaches and uh, as judges and as women of power who are driving movement as 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 a coping mechanism to whatever people are going through life right i want to see women take charge and do that for everybody uh, it hasn't happened as much yet especially with calisthenics i think uh, most of us have been kind of on our own journey of unlocking moves etc etc we have to start training more talking more networking more reaching out more so that is that is very essential so are you looking to collaborate with other coaches yes 100% and this is a message that i'm going to put out to other coaches and into the universe that i would love to collaborate with other coaches because uh, because i'm from bangalore i ha- and i started pretty late when compared to uh, you know say hema or uh, fitmom uh, you know and all of these guys i started relatively later and i never got a, and the pandemic came so i never got a chance to actually interact much with the coaches 
uh, I think from North India. I've, I have a good connection with, you know, I know um, Cali at least from Pondicherry. And uh, I've hung out with them when I went to Pondicherry. And I know Cali athletes from, uh, you know, South. They've reached out to me and said, hey, if you're ever here, meet us. If you're ever here, come and stuff. But I haven't had much interaction with uh, the Cali athletes of North Western India. And I would love to, you know, kind of come learn, uh, interact, collaborate on projects, see what we can do together, kind of hold, you know, help each other out. Uh, and collaborate as much as we can so please if any of you guys are listening i would love to love to work with you let's work together it's a it yeah let's make this wave bigger you know yes 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 mm-hmm. definitely the the vibe in north and the west east is amazing it's beautiful <laughs> this is once and it's really amazing you know yeah yeah because yeah. yeah i got to experience the south side the north mm-hmm. side the west side everything mm-hmm. attending the competitions meeting yes. up it was a great yes. experience for me yeah uh, anyway um so name some of the books podcasts that have helped you well um so i'm a firm believer that the shortest way to success is through reading okay and i have personally experienced it like reading i have been reading from the time i was a child and i lost touch with the this one but when i started reading again it it was learning so much through other people's lifetimes right see these authors have lived an entire lifetime and learned and they've put it that is say 5 5 hours uh you know uh short right so listening to audio books listen to books podcasts is the shortest the easiest way to uh, become more successful so i think a couple of couple of uh, what do you say um, books that i have in mind is first atomic habits by james clear it's about how to help your clients form habits how to help you form habits etc it's it's a it's a brilliant book that everyone must read especially coaches and the second one is called mindset by carol dweck it's it talks about how athletes who have not been very successful in the beginning have have kept at it with a good mindset with a positive mindset and have kind of become super successful with whatever in whatever field they've done not just athletes businessmen you know um from other different fields you know investment bankers etc etc and the third book that uh, kind of changed my life is called how to do the work by dr nicole lapera okay it's called how to do the work and uh, the instagram handle of this author is the holistic psychologist okay um this talks about our childhood patterns and our traumas and basically you may beat yourself up that you're not able to work out consistently but it may not be you it may just be some childhood pattern that you learned from your parents and you have the choice of changing that maybe you're not lazy maybe you're not somebody who procrastinates a lot right it is just a childhood pattern and this book teaches you how to break that pattern and how to deal with whatever happened in your childhood so that you can be a better adult and you don't yeah. teach your your children and your people who who are surrounding you uh, the same things so i am yeah i'm definitely going to give this a read thank yes. you 
yes because you should 100% check out these three books they really changed my life and i'm sure it will uh, coach arshad aman i'm not sure if you know him uh, he swears by these books as well atomic habits he loved it after i recommended it to him so yeah yeah definitely wow amazing okay so the last but not the least uh, mm-hmm. one last thing you would like to say to all the listeners mm, well again this is a question that uh, really got me thinking uh, i think i just like to reinforce the fact that you don't have to be working 20 hours a day to to you know get successful take that break especially now during covid after covid post covid our mental health is so bad put mental health before physical health if you had to choose between a workout doing a workout miserably and doing and just taking a break take a break because doing a workout miserably will lead you to an injury if not today then tomorrow okay so i think people have to put their mental health first and really work on like how you have a physical coach have a mental coach speak to a therapist understand yourself understand your patterns and work towards you know what is lacking or missing and understand your strengths and you know use them to make yourself better in whatever cho- field you choose in choose to you know work towards and that is the that is a message i want to leave everybody with that mental health before physical health always Yes 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 thank you so much Anupama for this lovely yeah. episode i had a great learning to take home <laughs> thank you kaustab it was such a wonderful opportunity and uh, so nice to speak to you uh, i think it's been long since we caught up also and it felt like we just caught up instead of uh, having this podcast so yeah. <laughs> hopefully we get to meet each other very soon uh, for a coffee or something like that but yeah yeah <laughs> Sure, definitely. Thank you so much, Anupama. See you until the next time. Yeah. Take care, Kostya. Thank you for this. See you. Bye, bye, bye. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for staying up until here. Hope you have got to know a lot about Anupama. If you have any suggestions, queries, or need any assistance, please feel free to reach out to me. at kaustubar02kalasings.com or ask@02kalasings.com also you can reach out to anupama on instagram at anupama.shivacharya and us at 0_2_kalasings until then see you in the next episode peace